Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Hello and thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the social... <laughs> oh Jesus, let's start again. Okay. Hello and thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I am joined by my co-host Ricky. Good evening to you. Good evening. Uh, I am not bad. I had a, a strange dream last night that's wrestling related, so I thought I would keep it till now to tell you. Okay. Um, I had a dream that Mustafa Ali started bringing his wife to the ring as part of his his gimmick, basically. And I don't know if you've seen the the video on Twitter of Ali's wife dancing. Okay. Well. She's dancing because it was her birthday and Mustafa was sending out a picture saying happy birthday and stuff like that. So basically, when Ali's wife came to the ring in traditional Pakistani clothes, headdress and stuff like that, she was dancing away and everyone loved it. (laughs) I thought this was going to lead to a joke. No, this this actually happened last night. (sighs) Fun dream. It was. Uh, will we start again or will I just keep going I'll just keep going <laughs> no I think people are, have become accustomed to the fact that we kind of start off with some nonsense and end with some nonsense uh-huh. so some awkwardness I wouldn't say awkwardness oh well that went down like a lead balloon that dream I thought that would get a... because I, I, I was genuinely just waiting on the punchline I thought it was going to be a joke you were going to say no no it was facts so, we will get on to the meat of the show now. We will give our predictions and a preview of the upcoming elimination paper. <laughs> elimination Chamber pay-per-view available on the WWE Network for just £9.99. Free for new customers, but first... £9.99, that is, folks. Aye, pounds for us, um, for us schmucks over here. But first... I'd like to, Ricky, I'd like to have a moment of appreciation for uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, who continues to listen to us fans. He he heard the cries of many, not wanting to add Charlotte into the Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, 
Raw Women's title match at WrestleRama. He's heard the all those declarations that Becky is the new Steve Austin. Vince took those worries, those insecurities, all that hyperbole, scrunched it up, shined it up real nice and shoved it straight up our Charlie Haas. <laughs> Not only has Miss um, Flair been added to the WrestleMania main event, she's been added in Becky Lynch's stead. All this Becky being screwed over is reminiscent, if not identical, to the whole Austin versus McMahon story that we had back in 20 years ago. Arguably one of the best stories that's ever happened in the history of pro wrestling, and people aren't happy. It's They've been worked to the point of ridicule. Yep. I mean... In this instance, I think we all do agree that it is a work and she's going to, she being Becky Lynch, is going to find her way back in to the match. Um, but you just know part of it is just Vince sticking the fingers up at people and just trolling people and just having a laugh and a joke at our expense. Um, and you know, I don't... I don't even I don't dislike Becky like I actually like Becky but these Austin comparisons and etc etc is what kind of drives me a little bit insane um, like Rand says it quite a lot so I'm just going to steal it this match as I said as well last year was always Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey and Becky's just going to get added to it. Uh-huh. Why wouldn't the best female performer in the company and a woman who's carried the division for the last three or four years not be in potentially the first ever women's main event? It's not like she's just been handed it. Like she's she's It's, it's based on merit. So, yeah, I'm... I'm just here to see see the tears of the Becky stands um, and just and just enjoy it because to be perfectly honest, I've said to you before, I couldn't care. Like for me, Charlotte's my favourite, and Charlotte coming into the match doesn't bother me at all because for me, the match quality goes up. So you know, that is what it is. Like people are always going to be upset about something. Um, but you just know, like I would, I would just find it absolutely hilarious if Becky was never actually added to the match, and Charlotte beats Ronda clean, and closes <laughs> WrestleMania. Uh, in a five-minute squash. Just to see the uproar and and <clears throat> and the fake claims of canton and network and never watching WWE again. It's just. Oh, I saw a boycott WrestleMania tweet on Tuesday morning. I also saw people saying, I've bought tickets to WrestleMania, I'm now going to return them. Right, see, well, hopefully they're just working us, but what people don't seem to be paying attention to is that this whole thing about Charlotte being the chosen one by brass, top brass, that mindset took a really strong hold once Becky herself hinted at it in the lead-up to SummerSlam, where she was looking worried about Charlotte being included in the match when she won when she got into the triple threat for SummerSlam. 
And then when Becky snapped, her promos centred around Charlotte being handed out silver spoons or meal tickets. And it's Becky that's... Obviously, she's a mouthpiece. She's telling a story, but it was Becky that started this. And Becky herself even accepted that Charlotte was deserving of the status of a top-tier talent when she she picked Charlotte to face Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series. Um, which, if I remember correctly, everyone loved. It's It's the whole thing about... WWE, people think that WWE favour Charlotte. They very well may do, but they've been telling us this since the beginning. It's not as if it's a secret. And it's and it's not like Charlotte's like average in the ring. Like she's flawless in everything that she does. As close to as being flawless as you possibly can. Apart from the insults. But, yeah. But I will ask you this, right? <coughs> What has Charlotte done wrong in the last six months? Uh, like, in all seriousness, look at her character, right, from sort of like a few weeks before SummerSlam to now. At what point can you turn around and say she's been a total bitch and she's not she's not been nice or anything? Like, at what point can you say that she screwed Becky over? Um, none really. I can't think because of Because wasn't, the wasn't of she head. added to the match by Paige? Uh, but if she wins the number one, if she, I think was it, she would beat Carmella or whoever mm. it was, she'd be on SmackDown, she'd be added to the SummerSlam match. Uh-huh. And then she wins clean. And then Becky attacks her. And Becky wins clean. And Becky runs away and in Australia. Becky then wins clean. Hand. Charlotte offers her hand as well. As a congratulations. Becky, yep, Becky then chooses Charlotte. Um, Charlotte is legally in, as a le- as a legal member of the Royal Rumble. Becky lost clean and came down, hijacked it, and yes, ultimately was inserted into it. But at what point has Charlotte done anything wrong? Like Becky's constantly screaming at her, saying, "You're not going to take this from me." Uh-huh. Charlotte never took anything from you. If anything, you're taking stuff from her. Hi. Aye, that's true because she's been, her whole uh, her raison d'etre, whatever you want to call it, these last six months that she's she's not letting Charlotte get in her way of these opportunities, and she hasn't. Becky Becky has been on top the whole time, the entire time, the entire time, bar that one moment in Australia where she retreated. Uh huh. The entire time she has put a beating on Charlotte. And she beat Charlotte on one leg at yep. the Royal Rumble. I mean, in all seriousness, this... I just wish people would keep a calm head with all of this. As It's one of those ones, how will the, the underdog... I wouldn't say she's an underdog, but how will the hero overcome this trial by fire? Um, it's like the third act of the, in this story. We need, I think we need... It was like Carol that said on Twitter... Uh, it would be interesting to see what all these armchair bookers online would like to do with the remaining seven weeks in the lead up to lead up to WrestleMania, with just Becky and Ronda trading shit take promos with each other the whole time. That would that would get boring quickly. And 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 do remember, like Ronda's defending the title in a few days' time, but we're not talking about that because we're still talking about Becky and Ronda, and and that's somewhat. 
part of a pro- part of a problem um, when it comes to like the Royal Rumble winner. How do you keep them kind of relevant and in the spotlight? But at the same time, you don't want to build towards a media match too early. Uh-huh. You know, you don't want it to come to a crescendo too soon. You don't want so Anne Charlotte is a nice little wrinkle, and then Becky's obviously going to come back, and I would I wouldn't bring her back straight away. I think you know, I'll give probably, her a few weeks. I can imagine her um, interrupting Ric Flair's birthday celebrations. And when is that? A couple of weeks. Is it? Yeah. Cool. So Ric Flair will come out. Everyone will sing Happy Birthday. Uh, Becky will come out, put in the armbar, and say, "I'll only let go if you or if you don't include me in this match, Charlotte. I'll break your dad's arm or something like that." Yeah. Hopefully she does break it though. Like, not in the kayfabe sense. <laughs> so, I've not got much to add to that. Like, I get, for me, it just comes down to, I've always said that I'm going to take match quality over anything else, and I can understand people, like, Charlotte's not been shoehorned into this, like, she's been heavily involved in it for a long time. And I think what people kind of need to realise is that like we said, it was always going to be Charlotte and Ronda. And what we're overlooking as well is that Charlotte's character work these last sort of three, four weeks or whatever, certainly the last few weeks, are on a par from a few years ago when she was yeah, yeah. an absolute monster heel. So She's and that's what best. we're kind of losing sight of because the reality is in the next couple of weeks, Charlotte's going to garner more and more and more booze, more heat, which is then only going to turn and. Becky's return into a more emphatic and triumphant return. Uh-huh. You know, so I think long term people just need to kind of take the blinkers off and realise Becky will be back in match. I think, to be honest, I think the vast majority of people do do realise that. Uh-huh. And I'm hoping that the match at WrestleMania kind of blows everyone out of the water, blows everything else out of the water, and and we can kind of put to put the rest of that nonsense to bed. Um, I'm sure it will. I mean, I am in agreement with you that Charlotte's inclusion will bolster the quality of the match. A lot of people don't seem to, don't think that will be the case, but I mean, our record, our track record in terms of matches speak for herself. I mean, our very own Rich wrote a column towards the end of last year talking about um, Charlotte being a contender for Women uh, wrestler of the year with all the matches she'd been putting in. I'm not sure if that was the exact topic that he was talking about, but a lot more um, recognition should be given for her work in ring. Yep, and and just so you know, Rich, just it's all a work. Everything, everything, everything this, in life and wrestling, it's all a work. This podcast's a work as well. <laughs> Our friendship is a work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, will we move on to some, what do you call it, chamber preview and prediction stuff then? Yep. Uh, before we do that though, a couple of plugs. First of all, you've got the powerslam.tv guys who give you 4,000 hours plus of independent wrestling content straight into your streaming device. If you go to the powerslam.tv and put in the promo code social suplex, you'll get a first free month. So please check that out. And also, I am delighted to announce that our man Jeremy, as well as at Sir Mike Fergus, 
the designer of said t-shirt. The Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show t-shirt is now available in Pro Wrestling Tees, so there will be a link in the show notes if you want to upgrade your wardrobe. You only plugged that in now because you forgot about it at the start, didn't you? I only plugged it now because I put up my Google Doc that has the information about tonight's show. <laughs> Have you not got something else you want to plug? Mm, later? If you text... No. I mean, you could plug it there now if you want, if you remember it. I don't, so you can text me and I'll plug it later on and Kadona remember it the whole time. Or it's, you could just make reference to the to the certain garment people can purchase. I just did. Oh, did you? Sorry, I wasn't even paying attention. Oh, my God. I was looking at my phone. So who looks like the fool here, then? That would be me. Like, I was just trying to help you out. Well, you've just... This is a... Um, this podcast is a Botchamania episode. It really is. It's a new low for us. Uh-huh. We apologise, guys and gals. <laughs> right. Well, first... The first thing I'd put in the chamber th- predictions thing was your scores from last month, the Royal Rumble. Ricky is at a nice start with 27 points, and I am at 20. So I have got some catching up to do. But like you said, I only got that because of the Becky Lynch. I know. I'm going. I know, because so. I got more. What, what, did, did that included TakeOver as well, didn't it? Did it? I can't remember. Yes, it did. Uh-huh. Oh, so they're really bad then. <coughs> right, the first match that I had in this table, turns out it's not actually going to be a match at Chamber, was the Revival versus um, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, because that match actually took place last night on uh, Monday night on Raw, and the Revival won. Oh wait, so they're not running a rematch uh, on Sunday? As far as I'm aware, there's no, there is no um, announcement of that taking place. Maybe they're going to keep that for Fastlane. Maybe they'll have the SmackDown tag title match at Chamber and the, the Revival and Rudin Gable will run it again at Fastlane. I think that makes sense. Yeah, like, I was kind of worried that Revival won it now just to drop it a few days later. No, they will not lose those titles for a very, very long time. Years. Years. Yeah. The revival of tag team wrestling is in full effect right now. I'm, I'm glad they won the title, though it was long overdue. Um, it was. I would say that like, the, this thing that's been going on, it's been going on before before the start of this year, where they've been cheated out of the titles and title shots and stuff like that. So I'm more than happy that it's happened. It just could have happened a bit sooner, in my opinion. But we're here now. Good match as well last night and Monday, sorry. Oh, lots of mistakes tonight. This is horrendous. Yeah, it was, it was a good match. Um, I say I'm just glad to win it because it, it has been it has been long overdue. Um, I feel like it, it had been built. I don't know if it was building to this, but the kind of story up until Monday was that how they were constantly screwed over and then they were being cheated out of wins, etc. So yeah, I'm glad they got it, and I know, like, booking is always going to be an issue for someone, or a, lot, a number of people, like, I mean, you can't deny, like, you can make legitimate argument that Revival are the best tag team in the world, 
and I know a lot of people are going to turn around and say, well, look at their main roster run, but that's what I'm saying. Like, bad booking can make great wrestlers or tag teams look like the way the revival looked, but you can't discount what they've done in NXT. You cannot. So I'm hopeful that they can put like a, a, lo- a, a long run together. Um, I kind of see it ending maybe at WrestleMania. I personally wouldn't. I'd like maybe... I wouldn't mind them holding on to it maybe until SummerSlam because, you know, with the... with the... oh, the draft coming up, um, you know, we might get some fresh matchups there. Maybe someone like the Usos might end up eventually coming over to Raw, which I don't think so, but... You know, it was just it was nice for them to actually see, it and it was a kind of like a conclusion of a of a long going storyline they had going on. Uh-huh. But again, I know a lot of people are going to be are going to look at it cynically and say, "Oh well, that report came out a few weeks back how they wanted to leave, and, and WWE just kind of panicked and just decided to give them a title to kind of please them." Well. But if that was the case, then it's it's a hell of a coincidence, or it's it's perfect, or it's so lucky that. This continually, continually losing in the way they were for them to ultimately win it. Uh-huh. You know, like Bef- it was for me. It was, reports, it was it was it was a storyline. Uh-huh. Before the reports came out as well. Mm-hmm. So obviously they had something in the works for them. So I, that's one of those ones I'll take with a, a big pinch of salt there. Uh, I think just just to sort of go off to you, but I think when you see reports like that, I think you always need to kind of take it with a pinch of salt, like. Oh, I know. I know. Like sometimes a lot of them do turn out to be true, but a lot of them don't turn out to be true. And you know, I think we kind of live in a world where everyone's wanting to be Stephen A. Smith or Max Kellerman, and that and that that that's gone right over your head. Everyone wants to come out with their first takes and like get their take out there before anyone and just say whatever kind of nonsense. But you know, like I think we kind of need to cool the brakes with that. People are too concerned with what's going on behind the behind the curtain rather than what's in front of the in front of them on the screen. Too concerned with what they can't see rather than what they are seeing. Uh huh. And that is a story being told with the revival that's been going on way before these reports came out. Whether you like the story or not is a different matter. Like you know, we're oh, all right. things like this are subjective, and you know, we all have different opinions. But ultimately, you know, I'm just glad that they actually got the titles. Yep. And I like, I still firmly believe that they're one of the best tag teams in the world because they are a tag team for tag team's sake. It's not just two people put together and they can do some good moves. These guys can do good moves together. They can cut the ring off. They're proper tacticians. And I think I think only what, like really good tag teams are usually heels because they're equalisers, they're neutralisers. And it's a joy to watch. We've had the grizzled young veterans on NXT UK put on clinics in their tournament and the match that they won the tag titles so I'd love to see more teams like that, maybe not too many because you have got the bar, you've got Revival and you've got um, Undisputed Era so there's probably enough, you've got some on each brand that employ that strategy so because of that even if they are heels I'll be rooting for the Revival all the way I think their talent is what and how great they are is why we kind of root for them. Uh-huh. Bottom line. Sticking with tag teams, it's further down the list, but we'll discuss the Usos versus the Ms. Man shit that's going on just now. Ah, 
I couldn't care less. I really couldn't. Uh, I can because the Miz is involved and the Usos are involved. The Usos being the best tag team in the WWE in my mind. Mm. So, I think I said before that I think it is going to be the Miz versus Shane at WrestleMania. And it's just a case of now when do they drop the titles? I really want to say that Usos win. Okay. I really do. Um, well, I think the way I could see that, say that Usos win, Shane and Miz maybe get the rematch on a SmackDown or the next pay-per-view. That's only a few weeks away as well, I think. Um, at which point the Miz turns on Shane at that point. So the turn... Right. I follow you. So do you think they'll uh, retain? Sorry? You think they'll retain? Don't know. Um, I'm just. You know what? I'm going to go to the Usos. Okay. See, it's one of those ones. The the Miz versus Shane story seems to be hinted at anyway, because they're all best pals just now. By the way, this is the two year anniversary of the. Yeah, I know. I was going to bring that up as well. I saw it on Twitter. Festival of Friendship. Yep. Uh, a heartbreaking time. What is actually more. Sad as the death of Puerto Rican uh, Pedro Morales. And I, was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was yesterday. One of the early beasts of WWF. I think he held the world title for well over a thousand days, which is crazy when you think about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, Three years. <laughs> nonsense. Uh, see, with the Miz and Shane that looks like the story's going to happen but it's still a long way to Wrestlemania so are they going to be able to carry a feud between them over seven that's weeks why, that's why I, f- I went with the Usos to win and then a rematch to take place either at a Smackdown a few weeks down the line or at the next pay-per-view because there's another pay-per-view after this one is there not I'm Fast. sure there was two between the Royal Rumble and Wrestlemania yeah we've got Fastlane so the rematch can take place there or the week before or after Fastlane <coughs> where you can maybe have The Miz turning on Shane and then you've still got about three weeks or so to build towards WrestleMania. Aye. That's why I'm that's why I've picked the Usos. Like we could do it the other way around, like you know, like the Usos get a rematch or there's some sort of dodgy finish on Sunday and they get a rematch and that's when the Miz turns on Shane. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go with the Usos. It's just, I've had enough of Shane McMahon being used as a, a draw for WrestleMania. I don't think he actually really does bolster the credibility or star power of his opponents because The Miz doesn't need star power. He's got his own reality show. Him and Maurice are doing well for themselves. Um, just, I don't like the direction that The Miz has went since this thing because he was a, a pretty cutthroat individual beforehand and then all of a sudden he's pandering to Shane McMahon with daddy issues it just it doesn't ring true to me so I just can't really get behind it at all this is why I think they're thinking they've went this route and then they can get like kind of monstrous heat on the miss once he turns on Shane like I don't need to see Shane anymore either but I've just kind of come to accept he's going to have some sort of role at Wrestlemania 
doesn't necessarily mean I, I, I enjoy it. I just kind of accept that we're going to get two or three sort of part-timers appearing or whatever, so there's nothing really I can do to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just accept it what it is what it is at this moment in time. Doesn't it, like I say, doesn't mean I enjoy it. But I, I, to be honest, it's not a match that I think will be that good anyway. So, no. you know, I think for me it's just kind of if and when when they lose the titles, I'm hoping it is to someone like the Usos. And just a reminder to all our listeners that Sanity still exists as well. It would be nice if they made decent use of the tag division now and again. Instead of making up new ones, here's looking at you, <laughs> Rusev and Nakamura. <laughs> I mean, it, like, the Raw tag team gets a lot of flack, but there's a lot of shit stuff going on in SmackDown as well with the tag team I, divisions. I think, I think the reason why SmackDown kind of gets overlooked in that sense is that they have the Usos in a bar in a new day. And I think people kind of, because they're so top-heavy, I think people kind of, like, not so much don't pay attention, but aren't as, aren't as like, outraged as it would be if it was something like this was happening over on Raw. Mm-hmm. Just probably because Raw gets a lot of flack anyway. So it's, yeah. easy, it's easy to hate on the, the Raw tag scene, which isn't great. I'm not going to deny that, but um, be realistic and realise that SmackDown's not that great either. Right, so Finn Balor versus Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley in a handicap match, which is still for the IC title. Interesting stipulation, this one. And I'd put in the social suplex prediction sheet, spoilers for one and all. Usually, when it's a handicap match, not usually, but a significant amount of the time, Handicap matches favour the handicapped wrestler. And something tells me that Finn will walk away as the IEC champion on Sunday. Um, I agree. Okay. And it's likely he maybe pins Leo Rush. Right. Um, but I saw that. something, and I don't know if it was fair to put it in any of our groups that we were in. But I definitely saw on Twitter, again, just a report. We don't deal in reports and rumours. But <laughs> this one said uh, Finn would lose to Bobby Lashley and ultimately move to 205. Finn Balor to 205? Yes. When? It didn't say, it just says after the match with Bobby Lashley or the feud with Bobby Lashley. Well, that makes my Wednesday mornings that much better. Again, I don't know if there's any kind of truth to that, but I'm going Finn anyway to win, and he'll probably beat Leo Rush. To, sorry, pin Leo Rush, and it'll continue the Bobby Lashley feud maybe through to WrestleMania. Maybe there's a, there are a lot of people that are stagnant in the mid card and raw at the moment. Because you've got as well, you've got Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre. Oh, for the doing with Drew. Bobby Lashley, Finn Balor, Leo Rush. Uh, could this could this be the the mid card ladder match at WrestleMania? I'm not sure. Will they have sure. one? You know, I have a 
Like, first thing, number one, like, I think Finn needs to win the IC title, right? Because he came off the defeat against Brock, but, like, you know, his stock went went up. And you kind of want to continue that momentum. Mm-hmm. You don't want to derail it. If you derail it, it's just it's stupid. Like, I... I I'm a ha- like Bobby Lashley with the heel and when he got together with Leo Rush, like it was a nice new thing and it, it was good. But we still put the title on Finn. And I just mentioned Drew McIntyre saying what are they doing with him? I think I think they're going to lead to Seth versus Drew McIntyre or something for the title. Um Okay. With Drew going over. Uh-huh. I can see that. I would like to see that as well. With the the reason I'm going for Finn as well, apart from just the whole stipulation, I think Finn gets a he does a lot of matches on Raw. He's used regularly, so someone like him as a champion, you've got that workhorse intercontinental champion again, and I think a bit of goodwill for the fans would be good going into WrestleMania because there's going to be a lot of heat flung about the place which will continue in one of my later on picks. So Finn, if he does the odd um, open challenge for the next few weeks, if he does win on Sunday, and then that results in people lining up wanting shots, hey, Mr. Owens is coming back. He's not very good at bowling, but he's good at wrestling. Back in a month. Mm-hmm. It's quite... It's quite late in the day to consider a WrestleMania programme for him, but Finn and Kevin Owens had some good matches in NXT, so I wouldn't be... That's like, exactly what I was thinking. Aye. I think that would be good. You can you can end the Bobby Lashley feud at the next week with Fastlane. End it quickly, aye. <laughs> then you can have KO come back. Yep. Um, so we're both going for a Finn win. We've both got the Usos as well. Next up, we Oh, have... did you pick the Usos? I did, uh-huh. I thought, I thought you went Miz and Shane. Uh, I'll be picking the pressing the skip button probably for that one. Promptly deleted. Next up is another match which will be promptly skipped is the Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin match. You would think that Baron Corbin would lose this one quite easily, but um, February or March, can't remember exactly when, February pay-per-views are not kind to Mr. Strowman. With that in mind, I think we're going to see a, a Corbin win. It'll probably be a cheap victory, but he'll win regardless. I'm going Braun. Okay. Um, I made my feelings clear about Baron Corbin a while back. You did. It's... I feel like this feud ended... Did it not? I know it's um, high, highly pointless. This match. It <laughs> really is, and you know what? That's an indictment on Brock. Uh, Brock on uh, Braun. I feel like this is telling us what they think of him. Aye. And I feel what we've been told about Braun so far is. Yes, we like it. You're a big monster that can throw things around, but ultimately you'll never be the guy. You'll never be the number one guy. And we've been told that for quite a while now. When you go look at his feuds and his matches, etc., that they just don't have the faith in him to be that guy for him. Yeah. 
whether it's because of his lack of, say, personality or his promo or with lack of being able to have diverse in his wrestling matches, being able to do different things. But he is who he is. Um, and what he can do in matches is entertaining. But I do feel like, especially now this last year, they've told us, look, Vince McMahon is telling us that you're a nice guy to have around. You're different. But we don't have faith in you to be our number one guy. Yep. I had written a, a couple of weeks ago, I was st- I joined the Lords of Pain columns forum competition. And the first thing I wrote about was Baron Corbin's repeated failures. And it was a purely kayfabe column. But you are right. I don't really think Vince, Vince and Cole really trust him to be the top guy in the company. Whose failures did you write about? Braun Strowman's. What if I said Baron? I may have, but he, he is a, a general failure anyway. Yep. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it, all, it all started after Cena screwed him. <laughs> oh, f- fancy that, eh? Um, aye, so the Strowman thing I wrote, it was basically how he's just bullheaded, stubborn, um, doesn't change tactics, doesn't take into account the changing environment that he's in. But at the end of the day, it's Vince that's making him appear like that. So there's, it doesn't see much in him. I think he sees more worth in Baron Corbin as a heat magnet, to be honest with you. So I think Corbin will have a cheeky, cheap win here. But you're going for Braun Strowman. Yep. Okie doke. What other lesser matches have we got in the card? Right, okay, so we have Akira Tozawa versus Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight Championship. Tozawa was in a fatal four-way elimination match and became the victor in that last week. Excellent match. And this week... Now... I, I'm totally I totally understand that we're coming up to WrestleMania season, there aren't many baby faced like natural heroes with regards to on 205 Live now that Ali's away, he's definitely left a void there so I can't see Murphy losing and I will pick Murphy but Tozawa said something on Tuesday night when they were having their contract signing he said the king of the cruiserweights thought he could thought that he could win, but I beat him. I quite liked the wee nod to Neville without mentioning his name. That was funny. Um, and Tazawa's been booked very strongly the last few weeks, so there's a small part of me that thinks mm, maybe there's going to be a title change here because Tazawa did the unthinkable and beat um, Neville clean. Could he do the same to Murphy? Would you entertain no. that notion at all? No. Fair enough. Uh, Buddy Murphy wins. Okay. Because I think he'll lose it at WrestleMania. To who? Finn Balor? I was actually going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Chad Gable? Honestly, I don't know who. I honestly don't know who at this point. Well, mostly it's very much babyface versus heel when it comes to these matches. The Cruiser title matches. So when you've got a heel in charge of a brand that is dominated by 
bad guys. It's hard to have a rolling roster, like a rotating door of um, babyface challengers. So part of me thinks maybe they will pull the trigger with Tozawa, but if they don't, there aren't many left. You've got Noam Dar, who lost in a brutal match that he had with Tony Nice. Well worth checking out if you want to, if you want to see some violence. So Dar's stock has fallen. In Maverick's eyes, Maverick is very much a wins and losses matters kind of guy. So I can't see Dar being the guy. Um, I don't know, maybe Tony Nice, but he's a he's a bad guy. Humberto Carrillo, he seems to be getting a push, but at the same time, <laughs> he's going to be involved in a programme with Drew Gulak. It's a tough one to call who they're going to go go ahead with. So maybe there is someone else that's going to come over. Yeah, because you thought they were probably leading to Hideo, Hideo Atami. Hmm. Obviously, that's... He's Ofsky. Off, apparently, yep. So, I just don't think he loses it on Sunday. No. No, he's too dominant of a champion. See, when he was doing that contract signing, if I was Maverick, I would make him step on the scales again because he looked as if he was holding some water. <laughs> Honestly, he was busting out his T-shirt. Get that man weighed. Get him disqualified and do another tournament. <laughs> So we went, both went with Buddy Murphy. Right. What's next? Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. Two double R people here. In case you cared, why don't we stick Roman Reigns in there for a triple threat? Well, why not? Uh, poor Ruby Riot. I mean, did this, It's just an afterthought. See, when you think about it, they really actually shouldn't have done this match at all. But you kind of need. See, this is what I'm saying. Like the winner of the rumble and someone who's like a kind of dominant kind of type champion. And you knew from the moment the rumbles went, certainly the women's and obviously the men's as well, with Brock being part time. You knew it was going to Ronda was going to hold it until WrestleMania, and this is the kind of conundrum and problem you have between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. And that's why when it comes to the pay-per-view in between it, I don't I don't normally care too much in terms of a build and etc. Because for me, it's just a, let's just see if they have a good solid match, so I've got, if we can have a good match or not, because you kind of know the outcome, because you're kind of just waiting to get to the point where you can start building to WrestleMania. And this is just the same, so I'm just kind of hoping for a good, fun match. The outcome is inevitable. But of course. Just, I'm hoping for a, a, a good match. I think because you kind of need to, you can't you can't have the build to WrestleMania lasting for what like twelve weeks. But there has been no build whatsoever to this match. Nope. Uh, Ronda Rousey state, said on Twitter that she found out about the match on Twitter, or that the match was at least announced on Twitter. So it was, I think it was, wasn't it? It's just. Obviously, it will be used as a tool for because Charlotte's going to be ringside for this one. Uh, she'll obviously have a part to play in the match, but everyone, Becky, Ronda, Charlotte, Vince, all basically accepted, even Triple H and Stephanie, 
that Ronda Rousey will be in the Raw Women's title match at WrestleMania. So Ruby Riot must have been backstage thinking, oh, thanks very flicking much, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, the outcome, outcome is inevitable. You just kind of hope it's going to be a good match, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ronda Rousey gets to win. Remember back in the days, the, the No Way Out days, everything was still very much up in the air. And the February pay-per-view was still excellent. So here's the thing. I was going to mention this during the SmackDown world title match. Mm-hmm. I don't have the stat in front of me. And I'm sure someone might come along and say, no, what you said is actually wrong. But it just doesn't feel like there's many title changes between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. I know Bray Wyatt had done it a couple of years ago. Two years ago, was it? You mean world title? Yeah. Like it just feels like there hasn't been many, but again, that might it might come out somewhere, come out a, st- a statistic and say, no, look, there's actually been X amount, and like, oh, I didn't realise. But that's just a feeling you get, an impression that you get that you're not going to see a title change really between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, and that's why I think, that, like I say, is you're always in this kind of weird place that you're building for a match that almost feels inevitable, the outcome. Because you kind of just want to get to the point where you can start promoting and focusing on the WrestleMania matches. Mm-hmm. There must have been one before then, but the last one I can remember is No Way Out 2001, where The Rock beat Kurt Angle. There probably was, but would you be surprised if it wasn't? No. You know, so... It's a shame because, I mean, No Way Out went on a run, a tear for a good few years. 2000, mm-hmm. 2001, 2002. Excellent. Yeah, oh, Eddie. Eddie Guerrero. Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. That's right. So there have been, and there might have been one or two more, but I can't remember any more off the top but of my head. I think the fact that we're, having, if we're struggling to think about it shows you therefore was, there hasn't been many. Aye. But I think... And... <clears throat> um, and, and putting the title on someone else isn't, isn't a bad thing. Like, for instance, you're not going to take the title off Ronda, and you're not going to take it off Brock. But when Bray Wyatt won the title, like, there was such an energy and a buzz about it, and then all of a sudden, everyone thought, oh my goodness, we could potentially get Bray Wyatt versus Luke Harper. Yeah. And who the hell would have thought that three or four weeks before Bray won the, won the title? And it was a match that everybody was really looking forward to. I think it was more so the fact that Luke Harper was really over at that point. <laughs> Stripping. And then he had, he had that great, great match with Randy Orton as well. Oh, that's right. That was excellent. Oh, sorry, sorry, they were going to turn it into a triple threat match mm-hmm. with Randy Bray and Luke Harper. So, you know, like sometimes you get those kind of moments, but you, you just don't get that feeling at all this year. No. Um, there's just one thing. We've got the next match up here where. It's, I wouldn't say a foregone conclusion, but you could kind of guess who it will be. So you've got the Raw Women's Tag Team, sorry, the t- Women's Tag Team title match, Chamber. So, yeah, on you go, sir. I, I was wanting to end it with this, but let's go with it. Uh, right, well, we'll do the, the Men's Chamber first then. That's your choice, up to you, sorry. We'll do the Men's Chamber. I'll obviously need to change that I had here for Ali and change that to Kofi Kingston. Did you catch the gauntlet match? Yes. It was very good. 
That's um, kind of selling it short. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was more than very good. Um, unbelievable. Who was it put out? Jeff, um, Small Joe, and... Daniel Bryan. Unreal. It was good. The cynic, the very cynical cynic in me thinks that Ali was, that was the exact same thing they would have done for Ali. I think so as well. Aye. Uh, but, I, I mean, that's, that's like a, like, how much shows you how much faith and trust they've got in Kofi as well. Uh-huh. You know, like, we're not going to deviate from this, we're actually going to make you look, look unbelievably strong going into WrestleMania, we're going to kind of, give everyone a nice gentle reminder just how great of a singles wrestler you actually are. Uh-huh. So, I really, I really like the, these gauntlet matches that they do before Chambers because the f- six or so competitors they've all been lo- um, butting heads for weeks beforehand, and there's a really good story that's told throughout the match. And there's a usual, uh, so yeah, last night it was a shock defeat of Daniel Bryan in the first round. Uh, Kingston then went on to get a, a quick win over Joe. Joe took Kingston out with the Coquina clutch. Then AJ came down and said, listen man, it's okay, it's fine, you've done enough. Just like basically lay down in our opinion. Kofi was saying, nope, I've been waiting 11 years for this, I'm not backing down, fight me. I thought that was excellent. Mm. And then RKO right at the end. <laughs> that was that was top notch, I have to say. I mean, I have, I'm critical. I must admit, as much as we don't like Randy Orton, but there really isn't, there's very... Fewer pretty sights in wrestling when you literally see an RKO like actually out of nowhere. I will hold my hands up. He's been used very well in the last few months. When he hit Joe a couple of weeks ago with RKO, literally out of nowhere. Uh huh. Before Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was fantastic. Uh, and the stuff with Mustafa Ali as well just destroyed him, but still <laughs> made Ali look great in the process. And just this Mo- week. Motivated, motivated Randy Orton is virtually untouchable. Uh-huh. So I'll hold my hands up. I'm enjoying what... I'm sorry, Kyle. I know you want Randy Orton to go away, but he's he has been used well. He's that... Um, thing. That, it's the thing that... You, obviously, it was a wee bit obvious what was happening towards the end of that match, but he seems to always be someone that you forget about to the last moment, and that, that ties in with his RKO out of nowhere. So... I really don't see him winning. I mean, it's going to be Daniel Bryan that's winning this so, one. I agree. And it ties back in with kind of my point where I was saying how many title changes do you really see? Mm-hmm. But just to make it kind of fun, if it's not Daniel Bryan, who is it? Oh. Um, it won't be AJ. Mm-hmm. I hope. What the hell does he do at WrestleMania? Orton. AJ Orton. I could go on board with that. I could. I could. I could go on board with that. It's high profile enough for both men. It, I, I don't know if it's happened. It's happened on that TV. Um, see when AJ kept being screwed by Shane McMahon. Ah, oh, that's right. Uh, they had a decent match there. So. But the dynamics will be different this time around. Uh huh. 
I think that that would be high profile enough for me to accept and with me taking joy out of Randy Orton at the moment I'd be all for that they're both MAGA guys so <laughs> they've, got a, <laughs> they've got a strong showing they can come down with their Gillette razors and shave each other <laughs> I don't know I've not really got an answer for you the only one I can think of would be Kofi Kingston so I don't think it'll be Kofi it's not going to be Jeff definitely not there's Joe Joe's a very strong possibility Joe's the one but he's just he takes more L's than he does but he comes out the fucking following week and, and comes out with an absolute hot ass fuck promo and all of a sudden you're believing him again this one's for so, our, this one's for our UK listeners Samoa Joe has more L's than a town in Wales <laughs> <laughs> oh god have we just offended the Welsh um, no I'm saying if it's not Daniel Bryan it'll be Joe but it's going to be Daniel Bryan but if I had to pick someone not him it's definitely Joe ok um, and I guess it leads us to say what the hell is Daniel Bryan doing at Wrestlemania Um. See, I'm not wanting to go down that road because I really can't see past the Daniel Bryan retaining. No, that's what I'm saying, Daniel Bryan retaining, so would it, who's he facing at WrestleMania? <coughs> I can see him still going against Mustafa Ali. <sighs> but Daniel Bryan retains. Aye. The, mo- the moment's come too soon for Ali. Uh-huh. I would imagine he did it in 18 seconds. Uh, Although I can still maybe see them doing Ray and Daniel Bryan. Uh, mm. I'd rather see Ray and Andrade in a, a blood feud match. I'd rather see them wrestle just for the full six hours of WrestleMania. <laughs> just, no stoppages, no nothing. Six straight hours of wrestling. Just um, consecutive Canadian destroyers all night long. <laughs> Have you seen those videos of the likes of Kota Ibushi receive <coughs> receive Canadian destroyers by dolls? So just constant repeat, repeat, repeat Canadian destroyer all, all night long between the two of them. I'd be up for that. <laughs> uh, the Daniel Bryan thing, I genuinely don't know who he can face at WrestleMania. I mean, Ali, I know he's been taken, he's been destroyed. But Vince, apparently, Ali said in his interview with Jericho, he said it on Lillian Garcia and Jericho's podcasts, that Vince has said to him, you can emit really good sympathy and empathy from the crowd. That is a rare thing to have in wrestling these days. So obviously, seeing Ali get destroyed left, right and centre last week, they have faith that he'll get the sympathy. He's injured at the moment, which is very, very unfortunate. But, I mean, it is not out with the realms of possibility that Ali is the the, the chosen one. The chosen one is what Ali... I can't disagree. Is Ali, Ali, does that not translate as the chosen one? Or the exultant one? Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. I can't disagree. Oh, I'm getting excited. 
just don't think he'll win it. Uh, it won't. He'll get destroyed in 18 seconds, but he'll, he'll, that's a big spotlight to have, considering he was playing and wrestling in front of quarter full crowds in 205 Live once before. You know what it is? You know why he's able to get empathy and sympathy, etc., mm-hmm. from the crowd? I think a lot of us just realise that he literally doesn't have a bad bone in his body. Nope. Like, and I know not everyone's on Twitter or whatever, but or any kind of social media. But I've said it before. See some of the stuff that he does on social media in the in the way he speaks and just the way interaction with people. It's like, how the hell can you not like <laughs> that guy? You know. So he's the quintessential baby face. He really is. And that's what's um, missing. That's what's lacking in today's product. Just give that man the belt right now. And, and, and the thing he mentioned as well in an interview with Jericho was when, when you look at him, right? I'm not saying it's the first thing that comes to your mind, but when you look at him, someone like him, and you look at someone like me, it's like, oh, right, well, it's a Muslim. But he's like, I kind of want to change the perception of what people think a Muslim is supposed to be like. Yep. And, and he has done that in... And the fact that you've got, and I hate, I don't want to sound, I don't want it to come across wrong, but you have someone who is a Muslim who could be the face of that brand, and it's, and you get to show everyone, like the world, like, look at this guy, like, this is really what that religion preaches, kind of thing. So, oh, fuck it, he's going to win a title, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, <laughs> I don't see many threat. I don't see many. I can see. I see Mustafa Ali and I see Rey Mysterio. Now, I don't see many others. And with this, I don't want to go down this road. I just want want you to answer yes or no. What other relations? Because May is round the corner. What other relations like between Pakistan and Saudi Arabia? I'll put it like this, Saudi Arabia aren't very well liked between other Arab countries and other countries within this region. So if Ali rocks up with the hemp belt and Pakistani flag colours on his tights, will that go down well in Saudi Arabia? Well, you had Davari turning up with a Iran flag and he made out alive. That's worse. Well, okay. Like... I'm just thinking you know, of the political landscape there, so that that might change my answer. Like, Iran and Saudi Arabia, like, when I say they don't, they hate one another, I mean they truly love one another. Right. They would, they would probably love nothing more to, to, to be, have the ability to wipe each other off the face of the, the map. Wipe each other off the face of the planet. Fucking hell. Like, they just, they do not like one another at all. Mm-hmm. at all so if Davari can come down and somehow God knows how that got approved and how he wasn't killed you know you can pretty much do anything else then okay right, I'm going to stick with it let's um, get on the bandwagon of Ali winning at Mania <laughs> in the main event <laughs> <laughs> but Daniel Bryan retains yeah, yeah, Daniel Bryan retains. Right, so th- is that sorry? I know that match was to determine who came in last. Uh huh. But 
I know the Raw women, they've decided who's coming in first. There wasn't any kind of stipulation for this match, was it? It's just going to be random, isn't it? Well, quote, quote, random. The Raw women's win? No, the, sorry, the SmackDown men's title. Um, it was ju- it was just to, ter- to determine who was coming in last, wasn't it? Yes. RKO will be last, I think. Yep. Right, so the final match is the Raw... I keep saying Raw. The women's tag team title match in a chamber. You've got Naomi and Carmella. The Boston Hug connection. As far as I'm aware, Sasha has been cleared of her knock that she took on Monday night. You have the Iconics. You have Nia Jax and the Killer's daughter, <laughs> Tamina. <laughs> uh, you've got... Uh, either this was a Freudian slip or a, a typo, but I have written Rot Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change that to the Riot Squad. And you've got Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Obviously, there are a lot of moving parts in this one. Many contenders. It's hard to... I mean, it's one of those ones where you just close your eyes and point. But I think they'll be looking for a bit of heat going into WrestleMania for a babyface tag team with the the W at WrestleMania. So I'm going to go for Nia Jackson, Tamina Snooker for the, the titles. You're disgusted. The exact same thinking as me. Is it? Is it? <laughs> I thought you were going to go Sasha and Bailey. Uh, no, they'll turn on each other and they'll finally have that match 14 months later than planned. <laughs> Sasha and Bailey need to kind of control the entire match for us to be a cohesive and somewhat solid match. They, they really need to be the centrepiece of this match, along with Sonya Deville and Naomi. But mainly I'm talking about just exclusively teams. They have to control or be involved in a lot a lot of things that are going on in the match for it to be a good watch, I think. Um, I am also going to Jackson Tamina. I don't think it should be. Um you know that old saying, you only get one chance to make a good first impression. This is the first ever women's tag titles. Well, I feel like... New era, anyway. Well, I feel like you kind of want to... Celebrate it with a good... Celebrate it and actually show people like we're giving it to credible people. And I'm not saying Naya and Tamina aren't, but they're just not on the same level as Sasha and Bailey. And I feel like if you really want people to take it serious and elevate those, you give it to them too. Mm-hmm. But I, I have the exact same thinking as you, they're going to give it to Naya and Tamina. I think that's... For me, I wouldn't say it's, it's clear-cut and pretty obvious, but I'd be pretty surprised if they didn't win the titles. Uh, I would be surprised as well. And... It would be great to see Sasha and Bailey win, but I think they want to save that. Well, I don't think they do that. I think it would be good to save something like that for WrestleMania. So I think they'll do Boston Hug versus Naya and Tamina at WrestleMania, but Naya and Tamina will be the winners come Sunday to a chorus of crickets. <laughs> I thought we were going to have different opinions on this. That's why I wanted to keep it last. Alright, no. Um, we have. I've just looked up and down. We've picked the same for absolutely everything. 
even our backup choices for Samoa Joe. Let's see, that was my plan. I told you after a rumble, I'm just going to make sure I pick everyone the same as you. But ah, yes, so you were. That's shitty. That's not fair. But I did. I've picked some of them first, though. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you all know, each of the chamber matches. The winner, if they get the right pick, they'll get three points added to their overall tally. If you're keeping score, that is, folks. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm not even keeping score. <laughs> so that's all the matches then, is that right? Yep. Okay. Anything else you want to discuss before we do the quiz? Uh, I don't think so. Excellent. Let's wrap things up nice and early tonight then. Yep, we'll get done before 10 o'clock for a change. Well, we'll see how you do with the questions. Um, <laughs> here comes the quiz. It's fucking quiz time! With Ricky and Clive and friends! A fucking WWE quiz! Okay, so this week it is, as you would expect, an Elimination Chamber themed quiz. I have 10 questions varying in difficulty. Um, some of them are horrible. I'm uh, sorry. Some of oh, them should, should be quite easy. Number one. Who won the third ever Elimination Chamber match? Can you say that again? Who won the third ever Elimination Chamber match? Ooh. Would you like to, would you like to know when it was? Yes. It was Elimination Chamber 2000... No, sorry, sorry. It was New Year's Revolution 2005. Um, hmm. 2005? Was it Mr. CEO? It was, yes. Triple Achi himself. <laughs> Number two. In 2010, the Heartbreak Kid cost The Undertaker the Chamber match, forcing Taker to accept HBK's streak versus career match at Mania. Who ended up winning that Chamber match? Jericho. Correct, well done. The 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 bold one himself, Mr. Jericho. <laughs> Number three, what pinfall pinfall rule? Pinfall. <laughs> <laughs> what pinfall rule was brought into effect in twenty twelve? Pinfall and submission rule. Damn it now. Can pins take out take place outside the ring? Pinfalls and submissions can only take place inside the ring now. Oh, well done. Fantastic. Uh, I, 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 I've had to wrap my mind. I couldn't remember the last time a pinfall or submission took place outside it. I can't even remember them happening outside it in the first place. But there must have been for them to bring that rule into play. So, three out of three so far. Number four. 
Who had the most eliminations in one match, one chamber match? Oh, is it not Braun? Oh, four out of four. Number five. Who has been in the most chamber matches? Oof. I can't remember exactly. It's either eight or ten. Oh, uh, this is this needs to be an absolute guess. So they're going to be. I will say between Cena, Triple H, and. Jericho right. oh, I can't think pick, pick one Jericho five out of five could it be a clean sweep tonight how many eight eight I think who has won the most chamber matches question number six who has won the most chamber matches I don't feel like, I don't feel like it'll be Jericho because you there been three times you've just been him in the quiz. I know. Could you tell? Can you tell that I read his book this week and I've been thinking a lot about it. <laughs> <him? laughs> the game. Oh my word! This is unbelievable. You're like Kofi Kingston last night in the first chamber match Triple H was legitimately injured when his throat was partially crushed how did this happen shit oh no oh man it was a survival series oh I can say that's a survival series wasn't it yep probably one of the, the better ones I feel bad for you now. Uh, I don't think I know this at all. Oh no! Do you want a clue? No. You don't want a clue? Because I know a bit of it. See if you give me the bit that you know, I'll decide whether you get the point or not. I can't remember if he was on top of the pod or or someone was on top of it, but it was because RVD, RVD botched a uh, frog splash. That's it. But I don't know who, I can't remember, was, was RVD on top of the pod and done it? Yep, yep. You might falter now. Seven out of, even if you get seven out of ten, that's fantastic. <laughs> Number eight. What was unique, and what was unique, and for the first time ever about the twenty eighteen chamber match? Which one? Sorry, the the men's. 
was unique. Was it it was to determine a number one contender? No. Think of who was involved. Counting them off in your head. Oh my god, who the hell was involved? Roman? Braun? Who the hell was involved? It might be easier to remember the gauntlet match as well. That preceded it. Right, so I know that now, but... Damn, I was going to say it was the first time involving an Elimination Chamber match, but that's not that. Casino was in it. That's probably the toughest one. So far. So far, yep. <laughs> I was the one it was. Maybe. I might make it. See if you get the next two. I'll make the last one easy. What was unique? Right, so. You had Cena. You had Cena, Elias, Miz, Roman, Seth and Braun. Cena, Elias, Roman. Uh Uh-huh. Seth. Yep. Braun. And Miz. Miz. Am I missing someone else out? Oh! Was it because it was... It was a... Finn was the seventh? Yes, 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 yes. Number... So is that... That's the answer, because it was seven people. Uh. Number nine. How many chamber matches has Kevin Owens been in? Has it even been in one? Oh, I want to say he's not been in one, but... Is that your answer? I think so. I can't recall any he's been in. I'll take that as a correct correct answer. I was trying to throw you off, off point towards the end. Now, this last one, I doubt you'll get it, so I'm going to change it. No, just... What is it? Right. Ryback won the vacated IC title match in Elimination Chamber 2015. Mm-hmm. Can you name the other five wrestlers in that match? But see if you can. I'll take two from you. Two. Dolph. Correct. How many did you say there was five, six, or was it normal six with Dolph? Mm-hmm. Truth. Uh-huh. Seamus. Yes. <laughs> You've done enough. No, 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 no. I know, I know the other one, but I just can't think of the fifth. Hey, what's the other one? I wanted to keep him to the end. Why? Sexual chocolate. <laughs> Marcus J. Henry. Yep. And the last one? The man who I thought had one of the greatest gimmicks I have ever seen in my life. 
I'm afraid, folks, I have some bad news for you. Ricky's ego just got bigger. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you because you're wrong. That was fucking bad, it wasn't it? I'm kidding on. I just felt like saying that. <laughs> I La- know what's wrong there. Ladies and gentlemen, this may be the first time in Ricky and Clive's two year history that you have had a clean sweep with ten questions correct. Thank you. That was that was um spell binding bounding. I would just um I would just like to take this moment to thank my mother and father. Um for raising such every, a legend. And for everyone else that supported me, my co host, thank you. I'm so I, I shouldn't be, but I'm really happy for you right now. It's a shame we don't actually get anything out of it. <laughs> I know. Just pride. Yep. Uh, anything you want to say apart from put yourself over before we we close? No, folks. Um, we've got merch, so please go buy it. <laughs> yep. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to get a Ricky and Clive T-shirt. Um, you've also got so far. You've got One Nation Radio keeping it strong style and the Social Suplex logo that you see on the Podbean website. They're up so far. I'm not sure if there are any more. Um, with regards to the podcasts, let's see if I do well remembering them. I haven't practised my rap this week, so Rich will just need to wait. <laughs> that eagerly awaited rap battle. He's <laughs> got One Nation Radio, keeping it strong style. Our sales no longer have Outsider Jazz, but I'll give them a wee shout out anyway. Pour a drink out for one for a fallen comrades. Well, I can't pour a drink out because I might damage the electrical equipment. Yeah, I'll just I was going to throw it on the floor either. I just took a drink. You've got grown men watch this shit. You've got all elite, all things elite. Sorry, you have Omega Luke wrestling, and you also have Wilfred watches. I hope I didn't miss anyone. Nope. Check out the rest of the Social Suplex columns that are on socialsuplex.com and all the other net, all the podcasts that go straight to your email if you subscribe. Give us a five-star review on the podcast app of your choice and we are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Powerslam.tv, put in the promo code socialsuplex for a free month where you can watch over 4,000 hours of independent wrestling. There aren't even 4,000 hours in a month. Think of that deal. Breaking news. Oh, excellent. Uh, there's talks about a certain tag team reforming and joining AEW. Alright. Um, Matt Hardy was quite vocal on Twitter recently about Brick coming out of retirement, but he won't be wrestling for WWE. Um, and he's hinted at a potential feud with the Bucks of Youth. The only reason I know that is because he put a a tweet up saying Elite, Elite, Elite <laughs> My god, you actually laughed <laughs> oh, That was the first time that new uh, company's ever been mentioned on this podcast It has not, not, um, And we're not haters we're not yeah. haters, but we won't mention it much. Uh, partly because I barely have enough time to watch WWE programming, let alone having to watch other things as well. Ah, uh, exactly. I've got enough on my plate. Right. Um, 
Night night everyone. Enjoy Elimination Chamber and we'll speak to you next week. Take care. Folks. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.